Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. One of the uh, most popular segments we do on this show is coming up in 29 seconds time. Hour number two, Oilers Now on a Thursday. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan as well. Saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. You can reach us on our uh, River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Text us on our 630-CHAD, 630-630 Heartland Ford text line with over $10 million in new and pre-owned in- inventory. One of the largest Ford dealers in Alberta, out in Fort Saskatchewan, experience the difference of Heartland Ford. All right, as promised, uh, every Thursday in Oilers Now for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar, we welcome back to the show longtime NHL executive, now with NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet, Brian Burke. And I just got to hit this uh, button right here. There we go. Brian, how are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Gearing up for a big night tonight. I mean, it was a big night last night, but we've got... uh, Two of your former teams uh, going at it tonight, and we're all going to be watching about, hopefully, about seven or so hours straight of hockey between the the Leafs and uh, and Boston, and obviously Calgary and Colorado. So this must be of uh, particular interest for you, given uh, your uh, roles that you one time had with both organizations. Absolutely, I'll be watching both games like a hawk. So I'm in studio. I'm working on the Flames series, so I'll be on television for that, but uh, I'll be in the studio watching the the Leafs and commenting on that at some point as well. Uh, is it, I mean, you, you cheer for the players that you brought in, right, in those situations? I mean, is it, do you, I mean, you got a connection to the organization. I think it might be, is it fair to say that you left, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but maybe the Calgary situation in a better place than maybe you did when you left the Leafs, or is that not true? Yeah, it was true. I was summarily fired by the Leafs. Okay. <laughs> so, and the decision in Calgary, while initiated by the Flames, was all uh, prearranged. You know, we had agreed in advance to a certain process, and uh, and either side could say it wasn't working 100% for them. And and uh, I think, you know, it, it was very cordial, very professional, and, uh, yeah, no hard feelings there. But... No hard feelings with the Leafs either because I believe in this business. If you win enough games, you stick around. And if you don't, you go somewhere else. And in my case, we didn't win enough games. You know, it's interesting you say that because we've got this debate going on in this marketplace as to who should be the next general manager of the hockey team. And uh, you've shed some insight given your relationship with Peter Shirelli and you've gotten to know Keith Kretzky a little bit in his interim role. And to me, I mean, it's really intriguing to see who ultimately gets the job. But ultimately, for the fans, all that matters is next year, the Edmonton Oilers simply have to win more hockey games. At the end of the day, it comes down a lot, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And and it's hard for fans to look at a team with with two guys in the top ten in scoring and, and that miss the playoffs. So I really believe 
Bob Nicholson will get this right. I have faith in him. I, I played with him. I go back a long way. I, I don't know why things didn't go better for Peter Shirelli. It was a good hire. Uh, I think Bob will get it right. Um, my understanding with some of the guys he's talking to is that they might need uh, a gray-haired guy to be president of hockey operations and guide some of these guys. But he's, the names I've heard, he's talking to quality people. So Bob did a press conference on Monday with Keith Gretzky there which some people felt was a little odd, uh, given that Keith is in an interim role. Now, I can make the argument that part of the reason why Keith was there is so that he could answer sort of the minutia of the hockey-detailed sort of specific questions, and Bob's at 30,000 feet. So that's an explanation, but I understand the question. There was a really interesting sort of segment. Um, uh, Jason Greger, who works at another station here in town, asked a question, uh, and he basically framed the question as such. They said, Keith, you know, uh, amateur scouting, uh you know, building up the prospect depth, that's sort of the area, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he hinted very strongly, that's the area you've been involved with. Um, What about on the pro side? Because, you know, obviously some of the moves didn't occur during the course of the year. And, And Keith's response immediately was, when we made those moves. And this is after Bob Nicholson had already stated that the next, you know, Peter Shirelli had full autonomy and the next general manager will have full autonomy. But I found it interesting that Keith included himself in part of the group that failed instead of maybe saying, hey, I was on the road for 11 of the first 12 weeks of the fall scouting, which, by the way, Brian, Keith was on the road for 11 of the first 12 weeks of the season while he was scouting. So I'd like to get your perception on how you would read that. Well, it's it's what a good teammate does. Like, you you don't distance yourself from the group you were part of when the decisions go south. You know, when I got let go in Toronto, Dave Nonis never said, oh, I had nothing to do with any of those moves. Uh, So Keith being a team player, again, I I didn't know Keith well. I've seen him in lots of rinks. The one thing about him is wherever you, you go into a rink and he's there. Like, the guy works like a dog. And so I knew him a little bit to say hi to him and everything, but through texting him and talking to him, getting ready for this show every week. I'm really impressed with him, and I, I know there's a a sense or a sentiment in Edmonton to get rid of the old boys club, but I sure hope this guy isn't being thrown out with the bathwater just because he's got the last name Gretzky, because he's a sharp guy. Um, from uh, your perspective, I mean, Bob's talking to a lot of different people. Um, how much can be gained just in terms of having, I mean, as an example, a guy like Dave Notos, who's worked for you a couple times, um, you know, Mike Gillis, not everybody's cup of tea, but, uh, you know, these guys have managed in Canadian marketplaces before. There is, uh, granted, they're getting, you know, potentially getting interviews, they're likely to get interviews, not that Bob's going to divulge his full list, Um but how beneficial can it be to, to talk to people that have experience specifically in Canadian marketplaces? Well, I think the interview process is is educational for the interviewee. Uh, I know the first time I was asked to interview for a GM job in the NHL, I said, no, I didn't like the setup. And Pat Quinn made me interview for the job. It was in Philadelphia, and Russ Farwell ended up getting the job instead of me. But Pat said, interviewing is a skill of its own. You've got to learn how to present yourself, talk about your decision-making, talk about your abilities. So I went, and I interviewed with Jay Snyder, and it was a terrific experience for me. But I think if you're an interviewer 
and you listen carefully to answers, you learn a lot, too. You learn a lot. There's different schools of thought. There's different ways. Analytics plays a different role with different teams. You talk about the, you know, the eyeball process, scouting. So I think Bob will learn a lot through the interview process, and, in fact, it will help him arrive at the right guy. So I, I think there's a, it's a mutually beneficial process. I know in my case, when I did interview for a job in Hartford, a couple years after that, I was way more confident, way more prepared, having been through one interview. Do people get too much credit for being support people in winning organizations? And conversely, do uh, guys who perhaps do good jobs and are really sharp, do their um, options get limited because they're part of non-successful organizations? Uh, Both. Some of that's true. Sometimes um, you can be, like, I'll give an example. So our cup team in Anaheim, uh, Bob Murray was the assistant GM, and the assistant GM is an important player in every front office. But in our case, Bob had fingerprints all over that team. Several of the guys we brought in were guys he had, Sean Thornton and Travis Mullen, where he came to me and said these guys will really help us. He had a tremendous influence on that team. He liked Francois Beauchemin. I didn't like him. We got him. He was a key part of the cup. So you can be on a successful team and have a major role and not get credit for it if the guy who wins the cup, the GM in the in the chair, is a big public guy and gets a lot of the credit. Uh, you can be in a poor organization that has some poor years and do magnificent work. So it, it's you got to go through very carefully the interview process and figure out who did what in different organizations and figure out who's BSing you a little bit on what they did and what they didn't do too. Can you tell when guys have to be the smartest guy in the room? When you're... Yeah, and, yes, and my dad told me when I was a kid, if you think you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in trouble. So I always assume there's someone smarter than I am in the room. By the way, that's not hard. <laughs> there usually is. Um, but I have always assumed that, that the minute you think you're the smartest guy in the room, you're going to stumble badly. Brian, we have about 40,000 listeners a day to the show, and I operate under the principle that at least 38,500 of them probably uh, think they know more about hockey than I do, and they might be right. So uh, I think we're, we're preaching to the same choir there. Uh, we're joined by Brian Burke again for Canadian Power Pack. Bob Stoffer with you discussing sort of the process. And, you know, at, at this stage of the game, there's guys out there that have got experience as general managers, and then there's the guy. How do you become a guy who's a hot the next guy, because Kelly McCrimmon is seen as the hot next guy. And I'll give you an example. Uh, the Edmonton, I guess, Post Media put out a survey and who should be the next GM of the Oilers. And Kelly McCrimmon basically had a third of the votes. And he spent all of three years in the NHL. He did a. Uh, Brandon was a highly competitive team in the Western Hockey League for the better part of the last two decades. Of course, he owned that team, managed that team, at times coached that team. But how does a guy become that hot next guy in this business, do you think, Brian? I don't know. It's interesting because there there are waves of people uh, where guys get mentioned for every job for four or five years, and and they appear at the top of the list. Some of that's self-promotion. They work guys in the media. Um, but some of it's just, you know, people talk in our business. And, and I know in my case, Pat Quinn would go to GM meetings and, you know, guys would ask, how's that Brian Burke working out for you? And he'd say he does great work. He works like a dog. A lot of that is your boss has to promote you. Your boss has to say good things about you. Your boss has to talk you up. And that's a big part of it. 
But in the interview process, Bob's got to sort through that and say, okay, who are the top number two guys? Kelly McCrimmon has a law degree, has been an owner, been very successful at the junior level, had great success in a short window in Vegas. Yep. I mean, he should be on a short list. Mark, he's a great guy, too. Yeah. He's Mark, a guy that could handle the media, and he's a great guy. Mark Hunter, great success in junior hockey and limited success in a short window here in Toronto. He should be on that list. These are guys that should be interviewed. Yeah. We're joined by Brian Burke, Bob Stoffer joining you on uh, Oilers Now. All right, Brian, I want to switch focus to the here and now. Uh, this is the best time of the year, isn't it? And is this the best round? Yeah, the first, well... The games get the teams get better and more evenly matched in the second and third and final. So the the, the better teams advance and they're better teams playing better teams. But there is the first round special because there is a, a wild card side of it. There is a first time in in the big show for some of the team like Carolina and you see guys step up and respond. So yeah, I think it's the most fun round of the playoffs. It may not be the most scientifically played round but it's the most fun round uh a bunch of jerks in carolina should they discontinue with their post-game celebrations at home if they win uh i'm guessing the league told them they probably should probably should drop that for the playoffs that's my guess but really uh, yeah yeah i don't i don't uh i know one thing if i were playing against them and, and they beat us and they went out on the ice i'd probably go back out on the ice too yeah i that somehow that wouldn't surprise me over the years was there ever a series you thought you were really confident your group was going to win, and you guys didn't? Yeah, we went up three-one on Minnesota when I was in Vancouver, and and ended up losing the series at home in Game Seven. And I thought that one we were going to wrap that up when we got back to Vancouver in Game Five. I thought that one was over, and we ended up losing that one. And so yeah, it's, it's happened. You, there's no. With the parity in the league, the one thing the hard cap produces is parity. Yes. And the teams have never been close. There's no easy outs in this. Columbus showed it last night. That's a team I saw people predicting a sweep, and I'm like, ah, sweeps are so rare now. And they went in, a couple mistakes in the first period. It should have been one nothing. Instead, they're down 3 nothing. And Kucherov missed a real good scoring chance early in the second, and it could have made it 4 nothing and put it away, and I thought, Oh, did he just open the door? And so they come back, power play goal, shorty, they win. Now, I still think Tampa will win that series. But, yeah, I see people predicting sweeps, and it's so close now. And it all, I mean, it's such a cliche. You get into the playoffs, and everyone says, what's the key to this playoff? What's the key to this series? And you can't say more than two things before you come back to goaltending yep. and special teams. And it's like, thanks, Tips. So it's going to come down to goaltending? Well, yeah. In a lot of series, it does come down to goaltending and special teams. So it's a cliche. But the fact of the matter is, that's often the deciding point in a series is which goaltender holds up. Last year, we had a whole bunch of top goaltenders turn in poor performances at times. And so you, you never know. And Philip Grubauer started the playoffs for the Washington Capitals. They won the Stanley Cup. And he, they switched to Holtby for Game 3. We're joined by Brian Burke. Brian, I mean, my lesson for it happened, well, I'm a little bit younger than you, uh, but uh, was in 70-71 with Boston. I mean, that was the highest-scoring team in NHL history at that time. My dad was a big Bobby Orr guy. And you can actually watch the video from the game in Boston when the Bruins blew a 5-1 home ice lead and lost to the Canadians 7-5. And Bobby Orr was like minus four. He was on for four of those six goals against, and that was the best player in the world at that time. And 
And the Canadians went on and won that series in seven games. And it just shows you that anything can happen. I mean, we were in Anaheim. Brian, I'm here to tell you. We were in Anaheim, game five, two years ago. Oilers were up 3 nothing. They lost Secret in injury. Russell got knocked around. And the Oilers squandered that three-goal lead and lost that game in OT 4-3. Disputed goal to Corey Perry. And I honestly believe the result in that game change the outcome and direction of the Edmonton Oilers organization. I believe that. Yeah. I, yeah, and I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, you got so the intriguing ones that are talking about here, of course, in Toronto are Boston and Toronto. Right. And, and they've got a mental block with Boston. They've lost them twice in the last few years and had a lead in Game 7 last year. But this team, they took out JVR and they took out Tyler Bozak, two really good players. Yes. They replaced them with John Tavares. And Jake Muzzin is not a forward, but they upgraded yeah. their defense. It's a very different team than the team that lost. It's going to be a very different series. This is not going to be a short series. I still think Boston has the edge because Toronto limped to the finish line. Their execution and their performance was very poor the last 10 games. So I give Boston the edge in the series. But I see predictions of sweeps in five games, and I'm already trying to give away my tickets for game six here. Like <laughs> I'm confident it's going to go that long. Bru- Brian, I, I think the Leafs. Got, I think the Leafs have got Boston right. I mean, Nazem Kadri was suspended in that series last year. Three games. Yeah, he's an effective player, and yep. you look at their strength down the middle. They got Toronto's got no. I know there's Toronto pressure, but in my mind, there's not real pressure because everybody expects Boston to get it done. Yeah, and when, I agree. When Babcock isn't the overdog, and he brings some of it upon himself, he's a very confident man. I think we can agree on that. But when he's not the overdog, he's dangerous. He's a, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then down south of you, the Flames and Avalanche. I think if you ask the Flames, they're smart enough to never say this publicly. But if you ask them, I think they'd say that's the team they wanted to draw. Hundred percent. And it's going to come down to the the big people have to play big. It's going to come down to goaltending. It's going to come down to special team. Number one thing is they got to neutralize McKinnon. He's the the wild card in this thing. But I think the Flames have enough to beat them. I agree. Brian, we'll uh, leave you with this because we're getting text again. Can you again, for our listeners, verify your interest level in uh, getting back in management, potentially with the Edmonton Oilers, given your history with Bob Nicholson? I find this so flattering that people are sending that. So everyone who sent that text, and thank you, but no, I'm I'm staying in the East right now. This is uh, it, I'd love, if I were still in in that mode, it would be a thrill to work in another Canadian market. That would make four. But no, I'm not. I'm I'm on the broadcast side and loving what I'm doing. And we love having you on the show. Thanks for your time, Brian. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Brian Burke. Brian's appearances are brought to you by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. And uh, you can reach uh, Canadian Power Pack at one six four seven two six. Is that... Is that number right there? I, that seems a little off. Anyways, I'll have to talk to uh, Rob Kinsey and the gang at Canadian Power Pack because I'm wondering whether or not that's actually a, a number for a guest on the show here that's worked its way into the script. Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, oops. Yeah. oops. Is that oops. an oops? Yeah, that's an oops. That's not supposed to be. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm glad you didn't give that number out. Oh, no. Well, I, I will tell you this. There was a number I accidentally gave out over the air <laughs> once that 
Uh, the guy had about six or seven numbers, but... That's <laughs> what happens when you bring in the guy off the bench. Uh, you're not... Well, I mean, come on, man. It's... You're you're the closer, buddy. You're not the uh, you're not the setup man. You're the closer. I'm the Swiss Army knife up here. We'll take a, a two minute break. This is Oilers <laughs> now. This is Oilers now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad. One twenty seven in Edmonton. Let's get to some Heartland Ford texts uh, at six thirty six thirty. Luke says, "Bob, great show as always." Uh, when talking to Brian Burke, uh, remind him when I watch the Flames play, I see him. In other words, tons of character. Well, isn't it truculence? Isn't that the word that we're looking for? Um, Bob, did you vote? If so, for who? Well, I'm going to keep that private. But I do work for the Oilers. Entertainment group might be a little bit of a hint there. Uh, you can text us at six thirty six thirty. Bob, I believe the Jets and the Stars up and down present an opportunity for the Oilers. They should consider taking a run at Dustin Bufflin or Jamie Benn. Uh, it will provide veteran stability to support the current core and allow a few organizational prospects to gain the opportunity to play. What are your thoughts from Brad and St. Albert? Sorry, how do you get Jamie Benn? I mean, I love Jamie Benn. How do you get him? Numbers have been a little down. I, I'm not sure how you get Jamie Ben. Uh, sorry, how do you fit that one in? Awesome player. Uh, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, the head coach of a team that's gone 8-2 in the playoffs and just swept the Calgary Hitman, Edmonton Oil Kings, Brad Lauer. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.